Good evening, and welcome back to this uh, continuation of Friendship Radio. This is your host, James Huey, and we're talking about the friendship mirror tonight, the ability to understand your friend print and understand the component of your mental health support system known as friendship with the belief that once you understand how you choose and are chosen through the process of friendship, you have a wonderful golden opportunity to go through and understand yourself better, the process of personal growth. Part of what I want to do this evening is help you become more aware of what goes into your processing, the selection of friends, your individual friend print. One of the ways to develop an understanding of your friend print is to do a friendship awareness chart. First, take a regular 8 by 11 sheet of paper and you can, once again, after you, as you go through and get the process of developing an awareness, you can make this chart as long or as complex as you wish. But for tonight, I'd like you to take the piece of paper and on one side of it, the short end, write the names of five people that you consider friends. You, you will make the criteria of what is a friend. You, you can reflect on the criteria for why in the world you selected these people. You can try to differentiate between friends and acquaintances and all the varying qualifiers, but just choose five people that you consider a friend. Okay? Once you've selected those five people, turn the paper to the 11-inch side, and I'm going to ask you to make a column, a series of columns of about 26, 27 different slots. They'll be blank slots. And these will intersect with the names of the five people that you have listed on the short side of the sheet of paper. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some characteristics. And you won't be able to fill the chart in as I go through it this evening because this is just, it will take more time than we really have. But I'm going to give you some characteristics and then let you evaluate your five friends in comparison to these. So to visually see the piece of paper, We have an 8 by 11 on the 8-inch side. Now we have the list of five people. Across the top or the 11-inch side, we have 25 or 26 different columns of characteristics that I'm going to be sharing with you. Now, this will give you some idea of your own particular friend print. Before we start the criteria, let me just ask you to take a few moments and reflect on the criteria that you did for selecting. How did you differentiate between friends and acquaintances? Say, for example, some people put down Jesus or God. Did you put that individual down or did you leave them off? Did you take people who were only immediately within your geographical range Or did you put people who were uh, both close and far away as far as geography? Did you take friends from the past or only friends from the present? 
So those are some other criteria that you can think about as you focus on your friendship chart. Now, I'm going to give you three criteria, and we'll go right through these, and if you'll just follow them, and I think you'll be able to mark these three, and then we'll go down through the remaining 23 or 24. Okay, the first chart slot, mark it M or F, and for each friend, mark whether your friend is a male or a female. In the second slot, write down the age for each one of your five friends. The third slot, we will entitle race. I would like you to write down the racial identification that goes with each of your friends. Now, as you look at those first three, you can make such observations as, do you tend to see your friends, your five friends, as being of the same gender as you? Or do they tend to be all of the opposite gender? Or is there a mixture of both males and females? You can look at the age. Do you tend to select friends that are approximately the same age as you? Or do most of your friends tend to be older or younger? Or do you have a wide range of friends? And, of course, the same can be said for racial identification. Do you tend to select friends who are in the same racial identification as yourself? Now, as you evaluate and compare these, you'll get a chance to start saying, hey, these are some characteristics of the people I have chosen to be my friends. This is a chart for your personal use, so strive to be as honest as you can, because at the end of it, you will have something concrete to help you understand better your friend print. And if you understand your friend print, then you can understand yourself. The fourth slot is going to be titled Height. Now, rather than writing in the particular response here, I'm going to shift a little bit away from objective criteria and ask you to be somewhat subjective for some of these. For example, in height, if your friend is taller than you, I'll ask you to put a plus on your column. If the person is shorter than you, to put a minus sign in your column opposite this person's name. And if they are approximately the same height as you, let's put in a zero. Okay, we'll do that one more time. If the person is taller, put a plus. If the person is shorter than you, put a minus. And if they are approximately the same, put a circle. And when this whole thing is through, we'll be able to look at a lot of pluses, minuses, and circles and make some comparisons. So you decide how tall you are, and then you compare your friends. Okay, the next one after height is weight. Once again, if your friend weighs more than you, put a plus. If your friend weighs less than you, put a minus. And if they are the same amount of weight, or approximately the same weight that you are, put a zero. Now we get into the subjective parts of it even more. Intelligence. Decide on your level of intelligence, how you see yourself as being intelligent. 
Now, if you see your friend as being more intelligent, you write a plus. If your friend you see being less intelligent, put a minus. And if it's approximately the same level of intelligence, put a zero. Now, as I do my friendship chart, I'm aware of a great deal of diversity in my own friendships. But one of the things that I have found that whenever I do a friendship chart, there are two things that stand out that almost all of my friends have as the same area of similarity. One is intelligent. All my friends I see as being at least intelligent as I see myself or more intelligent. I don't have any friends that I consider friends anyway that tend to be less intelligent. I'm not talking about academic degrees. I'm talking about intelligence. And this can be common sense. It can be social intelligence. It can be any. But these are people that I see as intelligent. And I guess I might as well go ahead and say the other characteristic that I see in my own friend print is that we share a similar value, ethical, and moral system or values that are compatible. But let's go back to the chart. Okay, intelligence we've done. Next, decide your level of physical attractiveness. Your level of physical attractiveness, and then put in a plus for more, a minus for less, and a zero for the same level of physical attractiveness. Now, I encourage you once again, try to be honest, because you want to be able to compare yourself with your five friends, because you're trying to understand yourself and your friend print. The next slot on this chart is entitled Verbal Skills. More verbal, less verbal, or the same degree of verbal skills. The ability to use words. That's what we mean by verbal skills. The next slot is entitled Manual Skills. The ability to use one's hands, dexterity. Manual skills. Plus, minus, zero. The next slot is entitled Income Level. Do you see your friends as having a higher income level than you, a lower income level, or approximately the same level of income? The next one is education level. Plus, minus, or zero. Education, formal education. The next one is another subjective uh, rating, the need for privacy. Your friends, once you've evaluated your own need for privacy... Do you see your five friends as having a greater need, a lesser need, or approximately the same level of need? The next one, I ask you to decide whether you tend to be extroverted or introverted. Where do you receive your nurturance and renewal of spirit? Do you receive it externally, such as an extrovert does from other people, or do you tend to see it introverted or internally? Once you have labeled yourself, like, for example, I would label myself as introverted. I would then look at my five people in the chart and decide whether my friends tend to be more introverted than me, less introverted than me, or approximately the same level of introversion. Moving right along, accepting of differences in others. That would be the title of our next slot. Your friend's ability to accept differences in other people. You have to evaluate yourself first before you can evaluate your friends with a plus, a minus, or a zero. The next slot is maturity level, the ability to tell the truth to yourself. 
You have to rate your ability, and then you decide whether your friends have a higher level, a lower level, or approximately the same level of maturity as you do. The next slot is genuineness in relating to people. The ability to be genuine in relating to people. So mark your plus, your minus, or your zero. Okay, as you look at your list of five friends, make a decision as to whether they value the family unit is as compared to you. Make a decision on how you value the role of the family unit in your life. Do your friends tend to value it more, or less, or approximately the same perceptions and values as you do? The next slot is entitled Honesty. After you evaluate your own honesty, mark it with a higher level of honesty than you, a lower level of honesty, or approximately the same level of honesty. The next slot we entitled Alcohol and Drug Usage. Mark that with more, less, or the same. The next one we called Value of Religion in Life. Once you evaluate your own awareness of where religion fits into your life, do your friends tend to have a more value in their life than you, which would be, of course, marked with a plus. Do they have a lower value of religion in their lives? That would be marked with a minus. Or do they value a religion about the same degree that you do? And that would be a zero. As you look back over those pluses and minuses, that's going to give you a picture of your friend print. But let's move on to the next slot and entitle it Favorite Food. What is your friend's favorite food? Do you know? The next column we'll entitle Favorite Possession, Favorite Material Possession. Not a human or animal, but what is your friend's favorite material possession? Do you know? And if you do, write it down. The next column, what does your friend like to do that you do not like to do? In what way is your friend different, for example? What is one thing that your friend likes to do that you do not? Do you know? If you do, write it down. Moving right along, with our next column, we can write what are three adjectives that you would use to describe your friend. Each of these five people that you've listed, what would be three adjectives that you would use to describe them? Now, of course, you can feel free to repeat the adjectives, but once again, if I have not met these people and you wanted to pick three adjectives to describe them to me, each as individuals, what would be the three adjectives that you would most likely choose to describe each of these five people. The next to last one I have here is entitled, The Main Thing That Your Friend Is Getting Out of Our Relationship. What is your friend getting out of relating to you? And the last column I wrote down, What is the main thing that your friend is giving to you in your relationship? We've gone through this rather quickly this evening, and that's one of the limitations of only having a limited amount of time here on the air. 
but this is a friendship awareness chart. You could make this any number of characteristics that you wish. You could take the 25 or so that we have here and double it to another 25 and have a total of 50. I remember one time in a workshop that I gave, someone took these 25 and added their own criteria of some things that were of interest to them as they evaluated their five friends. And I believe one woman got up to nearly 200 criteria. She was that interested in trying to understand her friend print and making it as detailed as she wanted it to be. And I encourage you to do that. Add as many criteria as you'd like. And if you want to add more than five friends, feel free to construct another friendship awareness chart. The purpose is for you to be able to understand what is the criteria that is important to you in selecting friends. You can look over the chart when you're finished with it, and you will find whether you tend to select people who are approximately the same as you with a lot of zeros, or whether you tend to choose people who have a difference from you, like a lot of pluses or a lot of minuses in those characteristics. What are some things that you don't know about your friends? If you have done this for your five friends, and if this were a workshop of a couple of days, I would say, for example, to you, one of the things that you can really do in studying yourself and probing your friends is to take each of these five people and assume they are filling out a friendship awareness chart on you. And what would they say about you? How would they compare themselves with you? Interesting. And it gives you a real challenge because most of us, unfortunately, do not really understand all that goes into the complexities and the richnesses and the things that make friendships so powerfully positive. Think about that as a possibility and see if you could take any of those five and do a friendship awareness chart on you as seen from their point of view. Here are some other exercises that I use in my workshops, and you may find them useful. Just kind of write them down and use them for your own personal growth. You may want to use them in a journal. One of the things we have encouraged and continue to encourage here on Wellness Radio is the writing of a journal, being able to explore and understand yourself as seen from journal writing. Okay, here's one possibility. I will say to you, write an ad, like a classified ad or a personal ad, on your availability for friendship. I want you to write an ad on your availability as a friend. What are you going to put on your electronic billboard that says to people, I am available, but I'm also not only available, but I want to, quote, sell, unquote, you that I have something to offer. You know, in that bookstore analogy we were mentioning, a lot of people put it into the book reviews, the book jacket, 
the printing, the picture on the cover, all of these to indicate, hey, I'm trying to sell you to buy this book. What is on your book cover? I want you to write an ad indicating your availability and then sell yourself for friendship because you are. I'm constantly selling myself to other people that I am worthwhile as to be considered for friendship, for a relationship. I want you to be able to stand in front of a group of people and convince the group of the positive aspects of your friendship. Why choose you? In other words, if you talk about the books, there are hundreds of books in a bookstore. Why buy this one book? There are hundreds of people around you. Why should people choose you? And as you write this, try to be extensive. Try to really communicate extensively on what you have to offer in friendship. Try to be convincing. Because believe me, if you don't believe you have anything to offer, the odds are that there are going to be very, very few others who are going to run in and jump to your rescue. A second exercise you might consider is write an ad seeking friendship. If I am going to be a reader and you're writing to the author, tell them what kind of book you want to read. Or in the case of the friendship store, what kind of friend are you looking for? What is important to you in choosing a friend? Do you know? Do you really have you clarified what in the world you're looking for? A lot of people go looking for friends and have no more idea of what in the world they're looking for. And they wind up being bitter, confused, frustrated, and hurt because they haven't clarified it. And if you haven't clarified it, how in the world am I going to know what in the world to tell you? How am I going to be able to reject who I am if I don't even know what you're looking for? So you might have some fun, and it certainly will prove very illuminating if you're honest. And I go back to being honest with yourself. Now, another exercise, and I'm just going to kind of run through these rather quickly before our time runs out this evening. A third exercise might be list five people that you know but do not consider a friend. List the characteristics about each of these people that you do not like. I believe in positive thinking, the power for positive thinking and possibility thinking. I think all of those have a great deal to do in developing a healthy lifestyle. I think it's very healthy to know what I am not looking for in relationships. Another fourth exercise might be you have 12 hours to spend with friends. How would you divide the time? How would you spend it? Would you spend it with all 12 in one big group? Would you, for example, maybe subdivide them and give them one hour each or 30 minutes each? Would you take half the time with one friend and then do them all rest individually or one friend by him or herself and the rest of them collectively? You know, just kind of think, how would you want to spend the last 12 hours if you were going to spend it with friends? Now, of course, if you want to spend it alone, that exercise isn't going to work. Another exercise that I often encourage people to do is, how do you provide for changes in your friendship? 
Friendships are often formed at one stage in life. But as we grow and evolve and as we change, how do you provide for changes? I, when I was doing marriage counseling, I would often see couples where one member of the relationship was growing and changing and improving, and the other wanted to stay exactly the same as they were when they got married. Unfortunately, that doesn't work. How do you provide for changes in your friendships? How do you get away from the tendency to be habit-forming, where your friendship is more of a habit than it is a positive, growing, nurturing, supporting relationship? How do you communicate love to your friends? How do your friends communicate their love to you? Have you really articulated it? Another exercise you might consider is people use people to meet their needs. Do we develop friendships to meet our needs, and are we there to help other people meet their needs? Another possible area of exploration in your journal might be how open are you to touching your friends? How open are you to being touched by your friends? How do you and your friend set limits on this touching? Or do you ever talk about it? Do you ever communicate, or is it just something that's, quote, understood? It's amazing to me how many times friends never talk about certain subjects, certain ideas, certain feelings. They just assume that they're understood. Well, touch is certainly one of those that oftentimes is frequently ignored or denied or blocked for somewhere in some way. So how open are you to touching? How open are you to being touched by friends? Hugging. But most of all, how do you really talk and communicate about sensitive areas? If another exercise might be if I were to go out and poll your friends, what would your friends say is the purpose of your life? Would your friends know what is the purpose for why you're alive other than getting up, getting breakfast, being able to go to work, or whatever you do? Do you have a purpose in life? As you look at your five friends, do you know what's the purpose of their life? Have you communicated so that you know why we live? Is it just out of habit? We just haven't been able to figure out a way to die? Or we're just waiting until the end comes? Or what? Do we really communicate? Do we understand in ourselves and in our friends what is the purpose or mission of your life? We talked earlier about uh, being able to touch and being touched by friends. Another characteristic that is oftentimes open for review is the percentage of time that you and your friends spend talking with each other. Are you able to have silent time with your friends? And when you're talking, does A talk more than B? Or does B talk more than A? Is this fairly consistent? Or are there times when A gets to talk and there are times when B gets to talk, but most of the time it's fairly even? You might want to explore that. How do you communicate to your friends in a way that will help them feel good? What could you do or say to make a friend feel good? What could that friend do to you What could they say or do to you that would make you feel good? 
Now, of course, the words I love you tend to be universally accepted as very positive and healthy. But other than that, what else could you do? Well, we've talked about friends and friendships tonight, and I'm hoping that as you look at some of these exercises, as you write in your journal, as you fill out the friendship awareness chart, I hope that you will find some valuable resources in your study of your relationships, your friendship, the basic component of your own mental health support system. One of the things I will close with is a statement that I find very, very healthy for us to remember. And I'd like to share it with you. It says, no matter what I do today, some people will like me and some people will not. So I might as well be me. And then I know that the people who like me really like me. Thanks for joining me this evening. I hope this program has provided a valuable resource as you write your life novel. And I hope you will join me again here on Wellness Radio as we continue to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Power for Positive Living podcast hosted by Dr. James Huey. If you'd like to get in touch with Dr. Huey and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to write him at powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. You can also check out his blog post and other episodes of this podcast at pfpl.us.